Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tanner. What's up? Skyping still. COVID-19 life and this crazy post-apocalyptic fantasy that we could have never imagined would have ever happened in our lifetimes. How are you? Bored. Yo, fam. Same. <laughs> I haven't left my house in weeks. I almost said same. months. It feels like it. I know. Same. <sighs> the draft, though. Thank God. Nine days away at this point. When when you hear this, it will be nine days away. Oh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm so excited. You know, I don't even care that they're going to be doing it. I think they're doing it over Zoom, they said. Who cares? I don't care. Players are going to get drafted. Right. As long as players are getting drafted, I am happy. New sports is happening still. Dude, I need something. Uh, horse competitions and NBA 2K tournaments aren't going to get me through this. Yeah, no, this is not. That's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Like, my sports podcasts mean nothing now. Uh, ESPN is just a joke. At the, well, it was always a joke ever since. Uh, Dude, I heard people saying that sports aren't going to happen for the rest of 2020. Shut up. If that actually happens. Those people can shut their mouths. They can, they can shut their whore mouths right now. I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to make it. There's no way I can make it through that. A full year without sports. Look, this summer, I might be able to get through. But it doesn't make any sense. No, no, seriously. Like, when you think about how much a sports team actually stimulates the economy, if we didn't have sports at all in 2020, we'd just be screwed. So, yeah. Already screwed. No, we're going to have sports again. Relax. And you know what? Like, at this point, like, it's already too late. Why don't we just, uh, you know, hang out? (laughs) Not really, but you know what I mean? (laughs) And by hang out, I mean... Go into a 45,000-person arena and watch sports. Do, do sports, but don't have fans. Even, even if that's the case, I'm, I'm 100% down. Uh, yeah, I mean... Like, yeah, they won't make, they won't make money. Like, we got to talk money. about the MLB, too, a little bit at the end of this episode. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean let's get into what we're doing. We're talking draft. Yeah. For the first half of this pod. Then we're going over our top five, top five eagle subjects from the last decade or decade and a half. Yeah, and that really brought us together. Yeah, and what this podcast was really founded upon. Um, and then we can get to the MLB relegation possibilities because I don't think any of it makes any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that whole that whole plan really I didn't really understand much of it. Uh, you know, since I'm working from home, I just work here. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm just along with the for the ride, you know. Yeah, again, I just work here. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, for now, I don't have anything left to say. What you say, Chippy? Cue that rock. And You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience.
All right, let's get in the Zoom conference room and talk some birds, baby. Birds. All right. I, I I need the birds to take a receiver. I need them to either trade up for Henry Ruggs or Judy or Jefferson and not screw this up somehow. But I have the damnedest feeling that we are going to trade out. Um, that's interesting. Um, I don't think we're going to trade out. I think we're going to take the pick. Um, I, th- I mean, we still have, you know, we still have eight picks, uh, even though we traded two away for Slay. Um, so no, I think, I think we'll take this pick. Um, I don't think we're going to make any trades. I think we're going to take a 21 and it just depends on, you know, who's there and you know, who they take. I don't know, man. I- I was reading an article that said if we don't get a receiver, they're going straight defense. Do you think that means corner? I think that means, I mean, you really take your pick. It could be, you know, if they really like a safety, they could take one. If they like a linebacker, they could take one. Um, You know, Eagles don't really, don't usually take uh, those type of positions early on. But if they fall in love with the guy, um, you know, they might, they might take him. Um, I really, I love Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of LSU. I think he's so underrated. Uh, he's being underrated right now. I think he's really on the level of Devin White was last year. I know it's high praise, but I really do. I mean, they're very similar players. Um, you know, Devin White was a guy who, uh, you know, kind of struggled with blocking, and Patrick Queen doesn't. I mean, he Patrick Queen really is on the same level, in my opinion, as Devin White was last year. So um, I think he's being very underrated this year. I think if the Eagles can grab him. Um, that would be a huge thing for uh, a huge get for their defense. I mean, we really haven't had a good quality linebacker, you know, for how long now? I mean, you know, a Pro Bowl type linebacker for how long? I mean, we've had Nigel Bradham; he's been okay, um, you know. And then other than that, we really haven't had anyone. Um, so, you know, if, and again, if, if the Eagles love, you know, if they fall in love with someone, I can definitely see them taking them uh, in the first round instead of a receiver. So let's go over the, the let's go over it this way. Receiver, like in my mind, is a top priority. I think you agree there. What is the best case scenario that you see? I mean, best case scenario is getting Henry Ruggs, um, but it's it's just, it's such a very it's such a low chance of happening. Um, you know, there, there's so many teams in front of the Eagles that are are receiver that need a receiver as well. Um, you know, there's teams like the Raiders, Brooklyn, New York. I mean, yeah, the, New, uh, the Jets. Uh, uh, I meant Jets, yeah. The 49ers traded back up into the first round with the the Forrest, the Forrest Buckner trade. They have, they're at 13 now. They could use a receiver. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know the Broncos could use a receiver. They're at 15. Uh, the Cowboys could use a receiver. They're at 17. Um, so, you know, and, and then you know there's there's Miami. You know you don't know what Miami could do. Jacksonville, you don't know what they're going to do. Um, so there's there's a lot of teams this year that are that are that need receiver. And just so happens that it's probably the deepest receiver class, you know, for since forever. Um, so, you know, but go, going back to the best case scenario, yeah, it's getting Henry Ruggs. Um, Henry Ruggs is the fastest player in this draft easily. Um, he's probably, he, you know, he, he has phenomenal hands. He's a great route runner. And that's the difference between, you know, people say he's just a speedster. No, he's not. He's a great route runner. He has tremendous hands. And he's just, he's, you know, one of the best deep threats. He, I mean, he's going to be a, a tremendous deep threat next year. Um, so, other than rugs, 
And I mean, like, let's be realistic here. Yeah, in a more realistic situation, you're looking at Justin Jefferson out of LSU. You're looking at I heard they love I heard they love Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Um, you know, guys like T. Higgins out of Clemson potentially uh, at receiver. I like Higgins. I, I like Higgins a lot. Yeah, Higgins. I mean, Higgins is a good player. Um, there. I mean, again, there's so many, you know, good receivers in this class. You really can't go wrong. Um, but so you know, in the end, do you think a good enough receiver will fall to us, knowing that all those teams in front of us need one? Um, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I think a good receiver will fall to us if we, at 21, I do, um, you know, it's really, it's really in tiers. Like the, the top tier is obviously Judy Lamb and, and Ruggs, but after that, the next tier is still really good. In my opinion, you got Justin, like we, we already said it, Jefferson Mims, you know, T Higgins. I, I love Brandon Ioke out of, uh, Arizona state. I love Jalen Rager out of TCU. Um, you know, those guys are, those guys would be you know, high-end first-round picks in any other draft. But it just so happens that it's a deep receiver class, you know, again, since forever. So, um, you know, it, uh, to answer your question, yes, I think the Eagles can and there will be a guy that is good enough to take a 21. If there isn't and we have to go defensive, what's the best-case scenario defensively? Uh, I think I mentioned it already. I think Patrick Queen out of LSU. I love I love what I've seen out of him. Um, and we needed a linebacker so desperately. Um, if not, you know, maybe you know, maybe safety or corner. Um, you know, I think our defensive line is fine the way it is right now. Maybe you know, maybe an edge rusher, but I think you can take that one later. So I, I'm really thinking right now the best case scenario defensively is if you go linebacker, and I mentioned it already, Patrick Queen out of LSU is, is going to be a good player, I think. Okay. And, I mean, this isn't very – this isn't so much Eagle-centric. But when you're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're dead set on Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. do you think that Joe Burrow is that caliber quarterback that can pull that franchise out of the toilet that's been flushing perpetually for the last 10 years, maybe 20 years? Um. Yeah, I do. I, I think he's that good of a player. Um, you know, he, he had, you know, probably the greatest season in college football ever. Um, and I think he I think he is good enough. Yes, I do. Um, you know, he, he he's he's tremendous. He's probably the, he's probably the best in the pocket passer we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, and just his instincts and his reads are, are really, really crisp and good. Um, you know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, there's there's question marks. I'm mean, like, oh, he had great receivers at LSU. You know, he had a great team around him. Obviously, yeah, he went to LSU. But um, I mean, if he's going to Cincinnati, he still has great weapons there. He has AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, you know, John Ross. Um, you know, you, you have uh, I forget how their tight end is now, but um, you Joe know, Mixon running back too. Uh, Joe Mixon at running back. He still got Gio Bernard at running back. So yeah, I mean, he he still has weapons there if he does go to Cincinnati. So I mean, it's the offensive line really that's the problem, not really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Um, but I think he is good enough uh, to help them get back to the playoffs, and you know, maybe hope and potentially win a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I do. You know, like I don't like to speculate on that, but like it does come to your mind where it's like I've seen so many quarterbacks in the past what ten, fifteen years 
And, the, you know, the number one quarterback that I always think of is Brady Quinn. Just like that name just was like, he's going to be this, he's going to be that, and then he sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he slipped a lot in the draft, if I remember correctly. I think he went like 22 or something. Um, and it's the same thing with Johnny Manziel. I mean, he slipped a lot. And, of course, the Browns, you know, took both of those guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, there is there has been a lot of, um, you know, really hyped guys that have, you know, been bad. I mean, Jamarcus Russell, for example, is another guy. He went number one, he went number one overall. Um, you know, Ryan Leaf, you know, going, going way back. Uh, you know, go number two after Peyton Manning. Uh, Tim Couch is another guy that you know is really hyped. So, um, I really, I, but I really don't see that with Joe Burrow. I, I, I just, I think he's such a good, a good player, and I think he's he has great instincts. And like I said, he's he's so crisp in the pocket. He has a great arm. Um, so I think I think he's gonna be a good player. No, no, like I, I think Joe Burrow is an excellent player and you know he's one of those players that not only has the talent but he has the swag too 100 he's, yeah. he's got it so yeah. if you can really win with that team yeah yeah he's, he's good yep but it, it, you know it just comes to be like there's so many rumors going on right now is he going to pull an eli is he going to pull an eli maybe <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't really see it i mean he's from the area so i really don't see how i mean he's, i think his girlfriend is from cincinnati um, so I, I really don't see that happening. I don't, I don't think he's going to pull any lie. I hope not. I, I thought that was so stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our draft conversation. If you have anything else to add. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm again, I'm so freaking excited for this thing. Uh, I'm just glad, like I said, I'm glad players are getting drafted. Um, I'm glad you know, some new sports are still happening. So um, I'm looking forward to it a lot and I can't wait for it. I miss, I miss baseball. <laughs> I was watching <laughs> spring training game with nobody's in it. <laughs> I, I will never take you for granted again. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I miss hockey. I, know. I miss watching people fight each other. <laughs> I miss the Flyers actually winning. I, I miss basketball and complaining about the Sixers and Joel Embiid <laughs> eating too much Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and Ben Simmons not shooting. Oh, dude. <laughs> and Brett Brown being a terrible coach. Yes. Oh. Oh, I know. I miss it, too. <sighs> yeah. They took... I didn't realize, and like I said it before, last podcast, and I'll say it again right now. I never realized how much my life actually revolved around sports until I went to go put on a game in the background while I finished up some work, and there was nothing to put on in the background. <laughs> like, usually, this would be the point in time where I have a baseball game on, even if, like, like no one I cared about was playing, and just to have something on in the background and be like, Oh, cool. That guy hit a home run. Oh, nice. Yep. Good stuff. No one ever known of. Yep. You know, like it's 10 30 PM on a July Friday night. None of your friends are hanging out until tomorrow. And you're just like, well, I'm going to stay up all night and watch TV. And you watch 
the Dodgers versus the Diamondbacks because that's all that's on. <laughs> I don't have that now. I know. I know, dude. It's crazy. And wait, and, and if we are to have, uh, let's get to it at the end. Yeah. Top five Eagles. Yeah. Moments and subjects over the last decade or two. Chip, we're going to start out at number five. Number five. I mean, everyone already knows what number one is, but number five. Number five. Doug Peterson. Dougie P. Dougie P. All right, guys, let's get through this. I got a lot of ice cream for you guys after we're done, so uh, <laughs> hope you're hungry. Yeah, Dougie P, man. It was, uh, you know, we're talking about him getting hired, um, which was, you know, kind of a mixed, uh, to say the least, a mixed response. I, I people were upset but not angry. People, yes, people were upset, and that's a great way to put it. Um, they were upset because the fact that, one, they didn't know who really he was. Two, they found out who he was, and he came from Andy Reid. And they thought that he was just another Andy Reid, basically. Um, but boy, were they wrong. Um, I, Me personally, I was kind of okay. I just wanted anybody else other than Chip Kelly. Uh, I know Doug Peterson was, you know, one of the top coaching hires that year. Only because of the way that the Kansas, you know, Kansas City's offense was, you know, it, it's been really good for the last, you know, last five, six, seven years. Um, so, um, and I, I was kind of upset when Andy Reid got fired. So, you know, kind of taking his, you know, his offensive coordinator from Kansas City, I'm like, okay, you know, I like Andy Reid. I, you know, let's see how I mean, he does. I wasn't upset in any. I wasn't upset in any way though. I wasn't pushing for Andy Reid to get fired yeah. when he did get fired. It was just kind of like everyone knew it, too. It was just like – It was a move that had to be made. It was time. Yes, correct. And we'll get to the in-between. <laughs> Don't worry. But how do I say it? We see that Doug Peterson is his own coach. He does have traits of Andy Reid. He but he does have his own qualities that have shown to be fruitful in the NFL. Uh, the main thing that I heard, like you said, was, oh, no, another Andy Reid, another Andy Reid, another Andy Reid. Well, Andy Reid just won a Super Bowl, so at this point, eh. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, at the, and again, at the time, it was different. I mean, we 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 fired Andy Reid. You know, we got, we got, obviously, Chip Kelly, which we'll talk about in a second. Um but then, you know, after that whole mess with Chip Kelly, like I said, I was just so happy that we didn't have Chip Kelly anymore. I was so happy let's, that it was push off Chip Kelly. <laughs> and I was, I was happy that they actually did fire Chip Kelly. And, but yeah, I mean, going back to Dougie P, like, I was just, I was happy. Like, I was like, okay, you know, this guy could be, you know, who we need. And, you know, it just so happens that it was. I think the thing that really impressed me with Doug was how he just kind of took that heat with stride. He was like, eh, all right. Well, I it's mean, he knew is. what he was getting into. I mean, he, he, he was under Andy Reid for a few years at the time. You know, he, he uh, Andy Reid coached him as a player. So, you know, he, I mean, he, and he played here. So, I mean, he kind of knew, you know, what the fans were, uh, you know, how they, how we are. Um, and he, you know, he, 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 uh, he definitely embraced that. 
Um, like I said, he played here as a player. He, you know, he coached uh, with Andy Reid, so he, he knows he knew everything that he had to know uh, to be a coach here. So I think uh, he took that and he embraced it, and um, you know, we love him now. I think he won me over with his aggressiveness, especially on fourth down. Hundred percent. Um, we didn't really see much of that, and it was just a different attitude brought in, like. Yeah, he was – see, and, and, you know, and I am going to compare Doug Peterson and Brett Brown a little bit here. When you think of a player's coach, you got Doug Peterson. What's different about Doug Peterson than Brett Brown? But, uh, Doug Peterson likes to be aggressive. Yep, he has the drive. Right. I've never seen that drive from Brett Brown, and I hate to bring the Sixers into it, but that drive is what won us the Super Bowl. Yep. That drive, and when Nick Foles walked up to him and said, Philly, Philly, he was like, yeah, yeah, what the hell? Right. Yeah, like, if, if, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you know, if, if, if Ben Simmons goes up to Brett Brown and, and, does, and calls a trick play, Brett Brown's like, nah, let's do this instead. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Nick Foles, he, Nick Foles went up to Doug Peterson he asked for a play, and Doug Peterson had the confidence in Nick Foles and in that team to go out and perform that play, and they did. So you're you're 100% right, and that's that's why we love Doug Peterson. I mean, he he's he he is a he is a player's coach, but he's also aggressive when he needs to be, and that's the difference. Exactly, and you know what? That's what gets your players to respect you, yeah. and that's what brings you to the next level. Yep. And if Doug Peterson can continue to have winning seasons, he's going to be a well-respected coach in Philadelphia history yep. for a long time, if not forever, for winning a Super Bowl here. Uh, no question. No question about it. All I right. Love, I love you, Dougie P. That's all I got to say. You got two fans here. Yeah. Well, this brings us to number four, and that is Nick Foles. The yeah. Nick Foles phenomenon. <laughs> Let's put it what this is, way. What a story it is. <laughs> From 27-2 and two yep. to being traded for Sam Bradford yep. to being benched in Kansas City mm-hmm. <laughs> to coming back and backing up Carson Wentz and leading us to the promised land. I mean, yeah, the story of Nick Foles is a very interesting one. I mean, we drafted him in, I want to say, 2011 or 12 or 13, something like that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but... Uh, we well, drafted him out of Arizona. Uh, yeah, it was Russell Wilson draft, so that was 2012, I think. Um, yeah, but we drafted him out of, out of Arizona, um, and you know he was the backup for Michael Vick, and Michael Vick got hurt, and he brought he came in, and he played phenomenal. Um, in the 2013, I think it was the 2013 season when we went 10 and six and made the playoffs. Uh, I mean, like you said, he went he he had 27 touchdowns and two picks. Um, you know, he had a phenomenal year. Uh, like I said, make the playoffs. You know, he went to the Pro Bowl, won the won the MVP at the Pro Bowl game. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then the next year or the year after, uh, or no, Michael Vick came back, and then the year after that, you know, he he got traded for Sam Bradford. Uh, Sam Bradford was their quarterback. Uh, you know, he goes to the he goes to the Rams. Um. You know, doesn't perform that great. Gets traded to the to the Chiefs. Um, he, he gets benched, um, and then we bring him back. And then, you know, we we all we all know the story. You know, Carson Wentz gets hurt. You know, he takes over. We'll talk about it. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 well, a crazy story, you know, what Nick Foles went through, and and he was debating really a roller coaster though. It is. It is. And like, even he said it. He was just like, yeah, when I got benched in Kansas City, I almost just retired. Right. He was debating retirement, and then. Oh no, he was going to, and then he was like, hey, you know, something was just like, no, no, not yet. Yeah. And then, and then he won a Super Bowl. And the Eagles gave him a call, and they're like, yeah, we want to bring you back, and then, bang, he wins. He wins the Super Bowl, like. It's just it's a it's a crazy crazy story uh, that's that should be remembered for a long time. Uh, it, it's 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 really crazy to think about, uh, but yeah, it, it's it was uh, it was it was a roller coaster. That's a, that's the perfect way that's the perfect word to describe it. The worst part was it happened again, and it would have happened again if Alshon Jeffrey didn't have butterfingers. I know, and yeah. I don't feel bad making fun of him anymore because no. you know what? He's You're a snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's a snake, and he stinks. You know, he's not good anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's no question in my mind if if Alshon Jeffrey catches that ball, Super Bowl number two, Nick Foles leads us to a touchdown, and I think we easily beat the Rams. Not easily, but I think we beat the Rams, and I think we go to the Super Bowl again. I really do. And we take out the Patriots a second time. Shut yeah. up, every Giants fan in America. Yeah. And tell them, hey, look, we did it back to back. Yeah. I, I, there's no question in my mind that that's that's the way it would have happened. If yep. Alshon Jeffrey just holds on to the freaking ball. Yeah, Alshon. Hey, you know, you got a lot of courage to talk to Josina Anderson about your quarterback, but uh, what about that time that you dropped a ball in a playoff game that would have won the Screw game? Josina. Now, you know, if, if Aguilar did it, I would have expected it. Right. But you did it. Right. The guy with the best hands on the team, supposedly. But no, but no, 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 no. Best hands in the league. In the league, yeah, right. In the league. Her he said in, in the league. Right yeah. before that game, he said in the league. I remember yep. it. Yep. Yep. And that was the end of Nick Foles' tenure in Philadelphia for the second time. Yeah. If there's now a he, third time, I'm pretty sure he, Carson Wentz's confidence will go right out the chute. So let's not do <laughs> And then he went to Jacksonville. Broke his collarbone, and now he got traded to the Bears. So, Yeah, you know, uh, I don't think it's a bad move for the Bears. <laughs> what do they have to lose? Yeah, I mean, Trubisky's not that great, so, you know. Why I not? mean, like, Mitch Trubisky's not good. He's not. He stinks. Why not take a risk with Nick Foles? Another Andy Reid coaching tree, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, yep. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but I love you, Nick Foles, as well. Big you have two Nick. <laughs> Big dick Nick. Could you imagine being on a Super Bowl float with your wife and newborn baby, <laughs> having an entire city Shit. chanting that you have a huge schlong? <laughs> like, it's incredible. My I man, and the worst part is. He's the most Christian person. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and everyone just chanting big dick Nick. <laughs> Only in Philadelphia that happens, dude. Only in Philly. <laughs> dude, uh, like I, I remember reading those like articles that were going around and like one was like, Yeah, so a reporter talked with like Garrett Blunt and he was just like, Yeah, I don't go in the shower when Nick Foles is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> oh god. You talk about Passion of the Christ, Nick Foles is <laughs> is carrying around a log in his pants for his whole entire life. What are the thirteen <laughs> stations? The thirteen teams he's been on? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the stations of the Foles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm a bad Catholic. Yeah, yeah, as am I. Oh, well. Oh, that's enough Nick Foles laughter. Yeah. All right. Number three. This brings us to the sad part. Yeah. This is He's on the island right now. Mm-hmm. Permanently. Yep. Chip Kelly. The Chip Kelly saga. Chip Kelly. Reason it's number three and higher than Doug Peterson and Nick Foles is because it was such a different time. It was. And you said this to me earlier. You were like, we were. Everyone in the city was so hyped when he got hired. It was like the best thing ever. The first season was great. Ten and six, amazing. Okay, it's working out. And then Deshaun Jackson gets traded for gang activity. Yeah. And then Shady gets traded. And then we we go out and sign DeMarco Murray. Who sucked. Who was terrible. Uh, yeah, that was, inter- that was an interesting time. Uh, like you said, uh, everyone was hyped when he came. Um, you know, th- we all thought he was going to bring, you know, this, this crazy fast offense, which he did. Um, and then he went out and signed every – free agent known to man so yeah there's that um well let, let's put it this way he wasn't just coach he was gm too he was gm and we that was that that was the mistake we made uh we, we also made pulled the old texans bill o'brien yeah we we did we we, yeah, we we pulled the texans before the texans did that so we did it first so uh, the texans pulled the chip kelly yes correct <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was such a, it was such an interesting, you know, uh, you know, kind of development. Um, it, it, and it was so quick to like, like from, we went right from, man, this guy's great. You know, he, he made, made it to the playoffs, you know, next year's going to be great. And then, you know, like, oh yeah, we're signing everyone. This is awesome. This is great. And then you guys suck and go four and 12. Yeah, you just broke up really bad. There. And then everyone everyone wants his head on a stick. So it, it was just crazy. Um, just like the the like the amount of time it took for people to just just turn on him and completely hate him. Uh, uh, yeah. It took crazy. a year. Yeah, I mean, that, and honestly, not even a year. Like it was, it was, it was just the season in which we we had such high expectations to just completely fall on our ass on our face and not do anything and lose, just continuously lose bad games. And with the team that we had, we just underperformed so poorly and so bad that everyone was just like, this guy needs to go. That was horrible. Yeah. It was a weird time. It was. And you kind of knew like his last season, you kind of knew that he was going to get fired. Um, like, I think he got hired. I think he got fired middle of the season, I think. I think he was he did. Um, 
but yeah, that that season again, it was just it was the year after I think the big free agency thing, and and again we were underperforming. You know, we had a we had a decent team, um, and you, you kind of knew that it it was just, it was his time to go, um, and I was ecstatic when he did go. So, and I think everyone was so. That was a dark time for Eagles for Eagles fans, and uh, hopefully it never happens again. Yeah. That was a really bad time. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't want to think about that again. Yeah, let's not. Let's move on. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That was horrible. (laughs) Now, a quick trivia for you. You probably remember... Who was the Eagles interim coach for one game? Oof, was it uh, uh was it Billy Davis? No, it was Pat Shermer. It was Pat Shermer, that's who it was. Yeah, because he was our OC. Billy Davis was our DC. Um, oh man, what? Pat Shermer, wow. That's kind of that's that's yeah, he got fired. So uh, yeah, thank God. Oh, no, he already got fired from New York, I mean. He just got, yeah, he just got fired from New York, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, now to the also sad moments. Yeah. When Carson Wentz tore his ACL, I remember sitting on my knees in my house being like, it's over. Yeah, I was uh, I was at my uncle's house, and I was just, the whole the whole time I was there, I was like, well, it's over. The season is over. And I was like, of course, we finally have an MVP-type quarterback. We finally have a Super Bowl contending team. And then that happened. We still won the game, which was great. But it was so bittersweet at the time. And and that was the game we won the NFC East as well, I think. Uh, Yeah, we clinched home field, too. We and we clinched home field, yeah. And it was just so bittersweet that moment, and that oh god, I was so I was so upset. Just it, just everything like it was in I, December. The game was, was in December. Yeah, it was in December. It was like I think it was week fourteen. The next game, the next game was against the Raiders at the link on Christmas because no, no. me and or when. No, I think the next game was no, no, no. The next game was at New York. It was against the Giants, and then it was against the Raiders, and then we played the Cowboys. Because it was Week 14 when he got hurt. Yeah, week, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Week 15 we played the Giants. Mm-hmm. Week 16 we played the Raiders on Monday night, and that was Christmas. And then uh, we lost against the Cowboys. Yeah, I do. I went to the game on Christmas. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was a weird game. I mean we got the win, but uh, yeah, it was a weird game. I <sighs> and that kind of you know the, the and then and, you know this injury kind of led to people calling Carson Wentz injury prone. Now, Listen, Carson Wentz injury prone, maybe uh, maybe a little bit, yes, yeah. But <laughs> this last one that the, the last one that happened, which was the playoff game against Seattle, nothing had nothing to do with him. Yeah, I mean it, that's just terrible luck. That's just terrible luck. You have a guy who destroys him, gives him a concussion, and then Carson Wentz has the balls 
to say that I actually do have a concussion that takes himself out of the game. So, I mean, you can't really blame him for that. You know, he, he's looking at the future for his career instead of this one game and taking himself out of the game. And I, I have so much respect to him for that. I'm just saying, I, if Josh McCown won two playoff games, I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz's, uh, how do I put it, composure would be gone. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. That was a winnable game against Seattle. I yeah. Mean, Josh McCown had three times he went to the red zone, and they came out with zero points. Yep. So, you know, that's a winnable game easily. We only won, we only lost 17-9. to nine. So... I don't know. It's just like you said. It, it was it was terrible luck on 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 our part. And yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna what are you, what are you gonna do? Reminisce about 2018 and what our number one is. Yeah. The night we won the Super Bowl, <clears throat> I was so drunk. I was at my cousin's house and. It was just like I was so nervous that entire game. It was just I. At the very end, I remember looking around at everyone, and be like, "Is that is is that is that it? Yeah, it's over." Like the like the last play was that was that hail mary, and I was like, "That's it, right?" Like, because like. Leading up to the end of the game, there was just so many, like, Brady was making passes to Gronk. I'm like, oh, no. And then he put that Hail Mary, and there was zeros on the clock. I'm like, that's it, right? And then we we freaked out. Me, like, me and my family were there, and it was just, it was just like the world was lifted off my shoulder. Like, I was so nervous that entire game, and it was just, I could I could finally breathe after that happened. And it was just, it was incredible. Yeah, I just remember, like... It was – Cotman and Frankfurt was insane. Oh, yeah. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, that was – I mean, I mean, the whole the whole city was a, it was a mess. I mean, I I was at my cousin's house. I had to drive home, and there was people running out in the street, and I kept, have to st- I kept having to stop because I had to make sure there was no people in front of me. I very clearly remember – Going into work on time, have you? Drunk in the same clothes that I wore the night before. <laughs> and my boss came up to me, and I worked in a different place than I do now. So if my current employer is listening, I'm not that stupid anymore. Maybe. Um, but my boss came up to me and was just like, Are, are you okay to be here? It's like, This is the best day of my life. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "You can go home if you want." I was like, "Nah." What? I'm good. I would have been like, "Hell yeah, I'm going home." I put my foot up. There were so many callouts that day. I I might have done 15 minutes worth of work that entire day anyway. <laughs> Why well, use the PTO when I only did the, like the minimum? <laughs> my voice was gone. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that next day was oh, that was crazy, man. Uh, what an unbelievable time. 
that was. And just like, just like the like the team that want like, and how it happened like we mentioned earlier like Wentz going down, Foles coming in, you know Foles struggled the first couple games. Philly, Philly baby. And then and then and then yeah and then Philly like the Philly special, just everything that like how it happened it was perfect like that that was that was perfect, and oh it was it was just incredible. Man, I, I remember when the Philly special happened. <clears throat> I was just like, wait, what? what? Why? No, yeah. no, no. Oh. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, I, I didn't think, at, like, at the time, I didn't realize how big that was. But, like, how – it was just, oh, my gosh. I, 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 thought they, like, I thought at first they just audibled it to a wildcat. I, I thought like, they messed up the play. I, <sighs> I thought they messed up the play. I'm like, Nick Foles, what are you doing? And then he ran. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And then Burton threw it. I'm like, oh, my God, yes, yes. And then I just – I freaked out. And I was like, what just happened? When Nick Foles caught that, I was like, no way. <laughs> it was – yeah, it was – like, the only thing I could say is perfect. Like, everything – like, how it happened, everything was just too – when you're, when you're looking at this decade and you're looking at most entertaining Super Bowls – Oh, it's got to be number one. I mean, people would say people would say the year prior to that, which was the comeback. But I mean, it's up there, man. It really is. That that was an incredible Super Bowl. I mean, there was no defense played. Let's be real. Like, yeah, but are you going to put the New England Patriots at number one? I mean, for me, for me, no. Of course, of course, the Eagles. No, are the one. reason I'm not going to do that is because we witnessed it a second time this year that Shanahan is the biggest friggin' choke artist in this damn league. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. Okay, now I know that that is worthless, and the reason why the Patriots came back was because they just played too conservatively. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Matt Ryan is great, but why are you passing it that much when you should be running the ball to knock the time off the clock? Right. Yep. Same thing with who? Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Why are you throwing with Jimmy Garoppolo when you have a three running back tandem that could have been right. won? You literally pegged Jimmy Garoppolo to hand the ball off. Yes. <laughs> and date porn stars and look good. That's it. That's sure. Well, yeah, that's it. I'm just saying, it, it happened. It did. It did happen. There's a it picture. happened. Yeah. And there's no slander there because it happened. It did. Yeah, there's a picture. There's a picture. Yeah, but yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was incredible. Yep, and you know, you know what they say: a picture's worth uh, the Lombardi Trophy, apparently. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Kyle Shanahan is such a so bad. He's bad. He's a choke artist. You know, and like I hate to say it this way too, but like when I looked at this year's Super Bowl, it was like this is the battle of the choke artists. Whoever wins this game yep. is not the choke artist. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's true. That's a good point. And that was our Eagles top five. Yeah. Now let's get to this MLB realignment BS. What the hell's going on here? Uh, dude, I really don't understand it. I really don't. I, I saw you sent me the picture of you know the potential new divisions or whatever the hell it is. Uh, I really don't understand it. I know, I know Zach Wheeler doesn't want to do it because his wife is pregnant, I think. 
and he's trying not, you know, he's not trying to leave his wife, obviously. Um, well, but, I mean, let, yeah. let's let's go over the divisions. Yeah, God. It would be the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League still. Correct. So, no American, no AL and NL. Yep. In the north of the Grapefruit League, it would be the Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates. In the south, it would be the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, and Orioles. And in the east, it would be the Nationals, the Astros, the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Marlins. Why? Uh, I mean, I think I think that's how it. I think that's how it's laid out, like geogra- like geographically, because like I think those teams are the closest to each other. Because like, I know the Phillies and the Yankees play a lot in spring training. I know the Phillies and the Twins play a lot in spring training. Uh, I know the Phillies and the Blue Jays play a lot in spring training. So I think it's just like that's how it is. Like that, those teams are the closest to each other. So they yeah, that's true. In, they put them but, in the same. But why is Boston in the South? Boston's probably more geographically close to New York. Well, that is no, but I'm talking. I'm talking their spring training things. Oh, okay. They're doing it like, that way. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only. That way, makes that's a lot the of only sense. way I could see it making sense. Uh, now, like, look, I just plan. wanted to see the thing that's bothering me this year is that this is the year that the Astros players were supposed to get beamed every single game, and I don't <laughs> even get to have that enjoyment. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? And let's get to the Cactus League, too, because it's in the Northeast. Why? Cubs, San Fran, Arizona, Colorado, Oakland, West, Dodgers, White Sox, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Angels, Northwest, Milwaukee, San Diego, Seattle, Texas, and Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're. I think they're doing it from, like I said, they're doing it from spring training locations. So you know, the the Grapefruit League is the is the one in Florida, and they're just doing it by location there. And then the Cactus is obviously Arizona, and they're just doing it by location there too. So that's that's probably why they're doing it. And they, I think, I guess, I guess they would have everyone go to Arizona, or I don't know how it would work, but whatever. Uh, but I mean, hey, if there's baseball, I'm all for it. So. Whatever. Yeah, man. I need <laughs> sports right now. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna do. When, I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do with once the draft's over. So, let's see. Cry. Yeah, probably. What, what are we supposed to do? The NBA uh, teams are like, I oh, know, push the draft back. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah, they want the draft to push back to at least August 1st. No. If not later. No. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I have the, a, I have the a, NFL teams wanted to push back the, the, the NFL draft and get all into it, so we'll have to see what Adam Silver does. But I just have this really bad premonition that we're not going to see any more basketball. You can't think. I mean, you're probably right, but or hockey. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's a tough situation. I miss sports. What are you gonna do? I would watch golf right now. I honestly, I probably wouldn't, but I enjoy golf. I would watch it. I'd watch tennis. 
Dude, I love tennis. Tennis is actually low-key good. I'm a Roger guy. I've always been a Roger guy. Wow. Uh, what are you, a Rafa guy? Uh, nah, I'd say I'm a Raj guy. Are you a Raj guy, or are you one of those Andy Murray guys? Are you a Novak Djokovic guy? Nah, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. Nah, not, not a Novak Djokovic guy. Now. Uh, what have, what have we turned into? We're talking tennis, dude. <laughs> That's what the road does to you, dude. That's whack. Yeah, it's wild. You ever see the uh, Hannibal Barris meme where it's like him watching tennis and it, like it's just him saying whack, whack, back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, man. Uh, my they, like, I don't know what to do. Like, my life is like, I, I work, I get done at five, I get up from my work chair, I move to my couch chair, which is four feet away, <laughs> and then I aimlessly scroll through Hulu looking for something to do. Yep. Either that or we play Minecraft. We finished Skyrim. We're playing Minecraft. Like everyone is like, ew, but who cares? I it's, like. It. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Okay, I said it. Yeah. Minecraft is fun. I can't play sports games right now because that'll just deepen my sadness. Right. I'm just going to cry if I play that. (sighs) Chip, you want to learn how to create video games and create the dopest video game ever and then never be able to go back to any other video game? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm so down. I'm down to spend, like... And an inordinate amount of time learning how to do something that you would need to go to college for, but learn it on our own and big, create the biggest empire in the world for it. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> on that note, I think we've reached our destination for the day. Thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Uh, find us on phlsportsnation.com, where you can find all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Under the PHL bandwagon, you can find all our episodes on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Go to Facebook.com and follow us at PHL the bandwagon. Share our stuff, answer our polls, give us some likes, give us some comments. Tell us you don't like us. I don't care. An interaction's an interaction. Any press is good press. Sure. Go to Twitter at PHL, <laughs> at PHL the bandwagon. Retweet our stuff. Heart our stuff. Tell us that we suck. Any press is good press. Please. And for the love of God, give us five stars on the Apple Podcast Store and Spotify. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. We'll see you at the next stop. 